Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the difference between um, psychic abilities and intuition. And I think it's a very important distinction. Why is it so important? Well, it's important because not everyone is psychic, whereas everyone is intuitive. And I know that for the longest of time, because I didn't see myself as psychic, and actually, apparently, I am, but that's for another episode altogether. But because I didn't see, um, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't clairvoyant, I wasn't clairaudient, and all of this I'm going to explain in this episode anyway, so you know, because this is esoteric stuff. Um, so... I like to compare the difference between being psychic and being intuitive to like normal mortal you and an athlete, okay? You and the athlete have bodies. You can walk, um, but athletes can compete and they can take their um, skills to the next level. So your intuition is like walking and the athlete is like running um, you know, a um, hundred meters on a track and trying to be the fastest in in the game, maybe in the Olympics, something like that. Okay. Now we're going to explore now all the different psychic gifts so that you understand what they are. Now, most psychic gifts, um, the, the name of the gift starts with Claire, C-L-A-I-R, like clairvoyant and clairaudient. This is because of the French word Claire, which means clear. So um, I've been to three different websites and I, I like the um, variety of them. And they were not all, they were actually, none of them were sites of psychics. The first one was Oprah's um, website, opera.com. And there was an article by a girl called Rebecca Rosen that listed five psychic senses. And I tend to agree with her because there's some people who, who add a lot of other ones, but we're talking about psychic senses here, okay? So there's um, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. It's linked to the eye and the sight. Clear audience, clear hearing. So there's a sound involved there or your ears are involved. Clear gustance is clear tasting. So that's the, your sense of taste. Clear tendency is touch. So it's um, through your skin. And the last one is clear aliens, which is clear smelling. So it smells. Now I've experienced most of these and I'm going to give you little examples. I don't experience them all the time. And you might not have experienced any. But again, I'm going to repeat this. This doesn't mean that you're not intuitive. So don't discard it. I suppose I'm doing a real, um, like a panorama of all the psychic gifts so that you can recognize if some of them have happened to you, even once, right? 
You can place it on the psychic map, on the intuitive map, because it's something that we're not taught in school. And it can be very scary if we don't know what's happening. So um, clairseeing, uh, clair clairvoyance, um, I have been shown, and this was in my mind, okay? It wasn't like in front of me. Uh, I've been shown a wheel, and that was linked to business. Uh, you know, one of those old-fashioned wheel with a spoke that were for carriages when carriages were pulled by horses, um, a wooden one, and then literally within a week, um, there was a book that I saw that I had that wheel on the cover, and I knew I was supposed to buy it, so I did. So that's clairvoyance. Claire Gustans, I'm not 100% uh, sure that I've experienced it, but as an example, you could be tasting something in your mouth that were um, like chocolate, even though you haven't eaten it. Now, some people would say, oh, that's your memory of eating chocolate, but why would it pop up at that point, right? Clear touch, clear um, tangency. Now, I've experienced that in a pretty spooky way when I was visiting a friend in London and unknown to me, I was sleeping in a bed that her grandmother had carved by hand. And apparently her grandmother loves to go and visit um, her friends when they visit, when they come to, to see that particular person. So uh, she hadn't told me anything. <laughs> and I was lying in bed and suddenly I felt someone touch my forearm. And it was a very gentle and loving touch. So I wasn't scared. But I wish I'd known. I'm actually, I don't know if I would have slept if I'd known that she might have been uh, likely to visit me. But we had a good laugh the next day uh, over breakfast when I explained to her how I was suddenly touched in bed. By, no, it wasn't the hand of God. It was it was her grandmother. Uh, Claire audience. So you would hear a sound or you would hear a word. Um Sometimes it's it's rare to hear more than a single word uh, or even two words. And I, I heard my dad say a specific uh, word on my birthday when I was admiring some new Doc Martin boots that I bought. And it wasn't in my ears that I heard it. It was in my mind. Though It's like the words were um, impressed on my mind. And clear smelling. I definitely experienced that clear aliens. Um when was that exactly? I think my kids were quite small. My my elder might have been 11 or 12. And we were coming back from um, seeing my Reiki master. And when I, I stood in front of my front door with my keys in my hand, about to open the front door, I smell my grandmother's perfume. And of course, there was no way that I would smell it if she wasn't um, trying to get my attention with it. Um, because I, I live in a very, my, my house is almost like so secluded that there's no interference from third parties. So that's the kind of things that you could have experienced. And if you have, I want you to know that it's perfectly normal. There's nothing to be scared of. Um, I used to smell cigar as well. And I, I, I know it was apparently from one of my grandfathers. And I told him to stop because it made me feel really sick. I hate cigar smell. But I guess he wanted to, you know, um, get my attention. Then I went on Wikipedia to have a list of psychic gifts. And it was completely different. So I'm glad I did because um, I like variety. And I like, as I said, I'm painting the picture, the, the the landscape of your psychic gifts, and then you can see 
what you've already seen and and maybe it will help you actually with something that's going to happen in a couple of days because I remember when I was learning all these things and I was so excited and I was sharing with my kids in the car when I drove them to school or when I drove them to activities after school and one day I was explaining to my kids how when you start seeing spirit which I haven't seen so far and I'm glad I haven't because it would scare me apparently sometimes you can see just body parts to start with um, so you could see just an arm or you could see half a person. And then I heard my 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 son's little voice at the back of the car. To, and he said, oh, thank God you said that to me, mommy. I just saw half a man. And I was so glad I shared that with him because it made it less scary. He had someone to talk about um, his experiences with me. I never had that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I shut down my clairvoyance as a kid, because it was too scary. And of course, most most parents will tell their kids that they're imagining things. And so you say, okay, well, it's nothing. It's my imagination when really it is a psychic gift. Right. So in Wikipedia, there's so many different things they lasted. But one was listed, sorry, astral projection. So astral projection is when you're able to um, project your energy to another location and observe what's going on there. I have a friend who does that. Um, I don't think I've ever done it. It spooks me a little bit, but it makes sense on an energetic level because we have an energetic body and it's possible for us to project our aura um, outwards somewhere else. If and, and it's used actually by the military quite a lot. I don't know if you knew that. Automatic writing is another one. Um, and that's when you allow uh, your hand uh, through relaxation exercises to start writing things that you're not thinking. Um, by location is to be able to be in two places at the same time, but I think that would be similar to astral projection because um, you can't actually have your bodies in two places at the same time. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, ergokinesis, that's, that made me laugh. It's influencing electricity without direct interaction. So it made me laugh because I'm watching a series called Ghosts, a BBC um, series. Um, it's quite an old one, so you um, you probably have seen it. It's not a, a very recent one. And uh, one of the characters called Robin is a caveman. And one of his gifts is that he is able to uh, interfere with, with electricity. <laughs> and um, it's it's quite funny how they've... they've, they've um, written this into the the script levitation i don't know if i can admit to having levitated once um not not that i tried to it just happened and i'm glad that i was half asleep so that i thought actually i was maybe dreaming this um so levitation you probably know is when you raise above the ground Materialization. Now, I heard about this in the autobiography of a yogi. If you haven't read this book, uh, give it a try. It took me years to, to read it, actually, because it's so alien to the way uh, we think in the Western world that um, some of these stories really sound extraordinary. But basically, I think in the book, at one point, he describes how his guru was able to materializes ashes um, in, in their hands from nothing or a ring from nothing. Mediumship. 
Indian peership is an interesting one. It is communicating with departed loved ones. Um, now, I'm going to put this uh, with air quotes in the sense that I don't believe in death because I've had too many encounters with spirit uh, departed ones, or I've had a lot of mediumship readings, and I encourage you to go to someone who would be recommended to you. Um, I had one in particular um, a couple of months after my dad died, and I'm so grateful for that one because I needed to communicate with him, and it was a very healing session. So there's very there's many different types of mediumships. I'm not going to go into it because it's um, it it would take a whole episode in in itself. Um, but what happens mostly, and I'm going to make you know generalization here, and I'm sure mediums who listen to this episode will say no, 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 you know. But um, basically, the medium opens their mind to receiving uh, or to communicating um, to allow, sorry, a, a person in spirit uh, uh, to speak through them and deliver messages to the person who is coming to them for these messages. So sometimes people do mediumship on, there's called platform mediumship, which is, you might have attended one of these. It's the medium is on the platform. It, it's either in a church or in a hall, and then they deliver messages through the crowd. So they'll say you over there with the red jumper, um, can you take this person and they give a name and then from the name, then they give other information. I don't like this kind of mediumship um, uh, performance. I prefer one-to-one, -one, but it's entirely up to you. Um, I would encourage you to try that because it's it's quite phenomenal. It's it's quite uh, and of course the, the the skeptics will say these were people planted in the audience, bloody bloody blah. But I I've I've met some mediums and they were absolutely genuine, and I know they would never do a thing like that. Prophecy is slightly different. It's when you can see the future. Sadly, I was able to um, to predict Brexit, and um, I knew it was going to happen in the very early days when it, it nobody believed it would ever happen. Uh, and prophecy, yeah, some people all have this gift constantly, and I don't know how would I, I would feel if I had that myself. Psychic surgery, that's something that I actually have done many, many times, which is doing surgery on your energetic field. Because it comes from the idea, um, which actually now I believe after, you know, doing the healing arts for more than 15 years, is that some um, illnesses can manifest first in your energy field and then they um if if you don't do anything to course correct what you're doing that's creating the block of energy in your field then it will manifest in the physical as an illness or as um a condition so a psychic surgeon will go into your energy and they can do that remotely you don't have to be in the same room as they are and they will um, use, um, well, use use their mind, I suppose. Um, I use my guides um, to remove blockages. Um, I've done a lot of healing around people's hearts, for example. I still remember a woman whose heart was so heartbroken that it was like there was shards of, it looked like shards of glass that were um, placed inside her heart. Um, 
there are some very famous, I don't know if um, uh, Joan of Brazil, I can't even remember his precise name. I'm not very good with names. But there's some famous um, psychic surgeons. You might want to Google and have a look into that. Uh, psychokinesis is um, being able to influence physical systems with your energy. Pyrokinesis is how to control fire. Shape shifting, never seen that happen before, but um, shamans are, are known to do that. It's when um, they could present to you. And I, I say it is possible from the knowledge that I have of energy in the sense that what would happen is because we perceive people through light and the reflection of light um, and unless you touch someone with your hand, your perception of them through your eyes can be influenced. So I suppose that shapeshifters would change the energy around their, um, let's say their face or their body so much that you would receive a different signal. So for me, that's perfectly possible to do that. It would take an incredible amount of energy, I believe, to do that. But um, I've never seen someone do that in front of me. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, thoughtography is how you impress an image onto a medium with only your mind. I I think that's possible too. Xenoglossy, being able to write or speak, or speak a different language, a foreign language that you've never studied. I know this has happened to some people. There are some videos that show that. Uh, but again, as with all of the things I'm discussing here, you can discard it right away because you don't have an open mind, or you can have an open mind enough to say, mm, how interesting. I wonder if that would be possible. But I would say if you, the more you learn about energy, and that's something that I teach, um, I came to psychic um, or an intuition from the healing world. Okay. So when I, I branched out from the corporate world as a lawyer, and I decided to explore all the things that I denied myself up to then. My first, the first thing I explored was art uh, because as a child, I was very artistic. And of course, because it's not something that traditionally uh, feeds people, uh, my parents discouraged me from being an artist and I decided to be a lawyer. I did the responsible thing. Now, what happened with that is after that, so when I, I left the corporate world in 2005, I was also fascinated by tarot and all sorts of psychic stuff. And also I had been told by a psychic that I went to see that I had a healing gift. So I explored that first. I never thought I was psychic or intuitive um, until I had several psychics tell me you should be doing what I'm doing. So I learned about energy before I learned about um intuition and that really helps me to understand how all of these things are possible which probably for you if you know nothing about energy um and I, I don't mean that in a scientific way although I think the science and the healing kind of meet in 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 a place um it would seem completely outrageous to you but just bear with me um we have an energy field around us, and I've done an episode about energy as part of my EPIC framework series at the start of this uh, this podcast, and, um, and, and, that, and that would explain why you're able to write or speak in a foreign language, because really, 
when you translate from one language in another, the energy of the word is the same in the different languages because that's why we, we have these connections and you're able to translate from one word to another. So people who start speaking different languages are just, I suppose, using the energy and then it just, in a way, somewhere, someone makes the words come out in a different language. Witnessing is when you're visited by people like Mother Mary, Jesus, Buddha, whatever your faith is. Um, divination is the art, I suppose, of um, uh, reading the future of a specific person. So it's different from prophecy because prophecies affect a lot of people, whereas divination is more, I would say, one-to-one. -one. Dowsing, you use either a pendulum or rods. People use it a lot um, on the land. Um, sometimes to find, they used to do that to find water. Dream telepathy. Now that was a very interesting one because that's actually happened to me several times. But the first time it happened to me when it was very, uh, it left a really strong impression on me is when I was a student and I had a fallout with one of my best friends, as we all have, I suppose. If you haven't, lucky you. Um, so I had a big fallout. And she was in the States. I was in Paris. And we hadn't spoken in, in weeks. And then one night, I had a dream where I met her. And we had a chat. And we aired it out. And we left the dream, both of us. I don't know if it was she was there at that point. Uh, feeling a lot better. And so on the back of that, I decided to message her. And say, look, I had this dream last night. We were sorting things out, um, um, and I just thought I'd share that with you. I miss you, et cetera, et cetera. She literally told me she had the same dream that same night and did the same thing. So that's dream telepathy. That's when you meet in your dreams. I want you to be open to that idea because it's phenomenal. And as I said, it happened to me more than once. The other instance I can remember is when my grandmother died, she came to visit to say goodbye. And in my dream, my sister was there. And I remember my grandmother singing a specific song that she used to sing when we were kids. And, and then I woke up and then I received the call to say my grandmother had died. Well, when I talked to my sister later that day, she told me she had exactly the same dream. I don't know if I was in her dream. She never mentioned, but she remembered um, Mami visiting her at the same time and and singing a song. So that's pretty powerful. Uh, precognition is when you know something's going to happen before it does. So it's a little bit like divination and, and prophecy. I don't know how you would, the distinction, I suppose divination, you use some tools or your psychic gifts, whereas precognition, it can be in a dream. You have a dream or you have a feeling that something's going to happen and then it does. Remote viewing is a lot like um, astral projection. And then telepathy. Um, so when my kids were young, they all were displaying, at least the elder two, a lot of psychic gifts. that I, um, They taught me everything I needed to know about all these things. Um, and as they grew up, the influence of school actually pulled them away from all this knowing that they had from, I suppose, um, their gorgeous self, you know, uh, and 
But one day, I remember my elder being 15, and uh, literally, I had a song in my head, um, and my son walked through the door and literally sang that song to me as he walked in. And that's a child that never sang. And that was pretty phenomenal. That is telepathy. You can't explain it any other way. So I would love for you to come and share your experiences in the group every week for the podcast episode. I create a specific post in the group where you can share your experiences and come and tell us and we can start a conversation. So please come to the group. It's called um, Intuitive Revolution for Ambitious Entrepreneurs uh, on Facebook and, and come and share your experiences. Right, then I went to dictionary.com and I wanted to look at the difference between psychic and medium because it's slightly different, even though a lot of people call themselves psychic mediums. So psychic is anything that you perceive that is not physical. But medium is specifically used for people who talk to departed ones, okay? People who have lived on earth and who have not died, if you think death exists. Should they be used differently? Um, I think so, but for the general public, I don't think you should worry too much, okay? So psychics is more about those supernatural cap capabilities that I've talked about up to now, whereas medium is, is specifically referring to uh, communicating with, with departed loved ones, okay? So these are all extraordinary gifts that have always fascinated me, and that's why I went on what I call my PhD in intuition from the University of Life, 15 years studying all these phenomena, getting involved with the psychic community, going to developmental uh, circles, going to, I, I took a, a one-week uh, intensive um, mediumship class, um, and I never regretted it. I learned so much from it. Uh, I actually realized that I was, because there was several parts, it was more about channeling than mediumship, uh, but we would talk, for example, and that's something that would be so helpful for business owners, so we were taught how to do inspired talking. So we were each given a topic that we had to talk about in front of the group. Uh, we were about 15 people. And so first we just talked from our notes and then the teacher took us through a guided meditation and we talked about the same topic without our notes. And every single person who did it, the difference in the delivery of the speech was remarkable. It, there was so much flow in it. There was information that came through that they hadn't even mentioned in the first part. And I think that's definitely something I want to teach entrepreneurs, public speakers, and how to um, to do inspired um, public speaking. So um, even though all these are extraordinary gifts, I want you to understand that they might make you feel that you are not intuitive because it's definitely happened to me. And I don't, I don't want you to feel that way. So let's see what intuition might look like in contrast to all these extraordinary gifts. So intuition might just be a feeling. It might be goosebumps. You might feel tink, tingling on your, um, on your arms or uh, sometimes people say at the top of their heads. It could be a heavy feeling in your gut if it's a, a negative uh, intuition. 
something very similar to anxiety, which is why it's important to be able to distinguish between the two feelings. It could be pressure on your head. It could be energy running down your spine, up and down your spine, or it can be an impulse or even a sign. So for signs, I would refer you back to episode number one, which I recorded uh, in June last year. It was actually from a previous podcast episode because it was such a, it was the favorite, one of the top episodes in my uh, former podcast that was called High Vibe Monday. So signs can be phenomenal to help you on your way when you don't feel quite so sure about your intuition and you need that little nudge, that little extra confidence. Intuition is a lot more subtle than psychic um, uh, psychic um, events, right? But they are no less powerful. I really want you to remember that. But I also want you to understand that your intuition has its own language. And this is something that I teach in my courses about intuition, either in my VIP packages. And by the way, I have one package left for September. So if you want to learn how to trust your intuition more and use it in your business, or even that inspired public speaking that I was mentioning right um, five minutes ago, um, reach out to me. I will put the uh, link to book a a discovery call in the show notes um, so that you can have a chat with me if, if all of that um, I've talked about today intrigues you. So your intuition has its own language that draws from your personal symbols, your cultural symbols, and universal symbols. It's using your entire cultural roadmap to make sense to you. And that's why something that is going to be meaningful for someone in a certain way will not have the same meaning for you. You need to trust you and the fact that it's meaningful to you. That's also why when people start seeing triple numbers like 111, 222, if they assign a meaning to it, then your intuition will continue to use these to give you the signs to encourage you to keep going, if that makes sense. You're not anyone less because you're just intuitive and not psychic okay you it's just that your um, intuition is not here to serve the same purpose as people's psychic gifts okay and that's what i love about intuition because i almost regret having had to leave the corporate world in order to explore my intuitive gifts and my psychic gifts because what i would have liked is to integrate it into my existing um profession you know imagine the level of support or service that a lawyer a doctor a teacher could deliver to their audience or their clients or their pupils if they could integrate their intellect with their intuition. For example, for a teacher, they would be able to um, present um, a class exactly in the right way, um, depending on the people in the room, if that makes any sense. So they would never um, do a, a class that a standard one that they would um, everybody would have the same one you know maybe year after year after year and, and I know that teachers probably adapt things a little bit but if you tune into the room before you deliver the content you are likely to have a hundred percent better impact on the people because you will have somehow your intuition will show you what you need to say 
And this brings me actually to a conversation I had with one of the guests that is coming in in November last week. It was so interesting. Uh, he was he was asking me whether I was going to do a TED talk one day, and I said, "Well, I've written one, but I'm not sure." And he said, "Well, actually, people who do TED talks have to learn their talk TED talk by heart, because TED uh, want to be sure that you're going to deliver what you say you're going to deliver, and that you're not going to depart from it. And for that reason, I'm actually wondering if I, I would ever want to do one of those, because I would much prefer to feel the room and deliver to a an audience rather than uh, than do it you know generically so that's um i i wanted to mention so i was saying you know imagine if you were a teacher you could use your intuition to do your job i actually have a wonderful friend who is a pediatrician and she is um incredibly intuitive she has psychic gifts and so when um when a patient walks into um her office i think you could do you call that practice let's call it practice she knows right away what's the matter with them and she's able to use less tests um to check that you know um what she's perceived is is the right uh, thing or not whereas you know another doctor without those intuitive skills might take a lot longer to try and find what what's wrong with you um, so it's so much more efficient um, to use intuition in combination with uh, your profession. And that's really what I want things to happen. Instead of there being one world for the psychics and one world for the normal people, I want to blend the two. And I want everyone to use their intuition within the things they are already doing. You know, intuitive marketer amazing that means that they would really know without having to do i mean that doesn't mean that you don't do market research but it means that once what is what you do with the market research and also i know for example when i write content on social media i tune into the energy at the time i write the content and it works a treat so i hope you found this uh, episode helpful i would love to have your feedback on it if you've enjoyed, um, and I know it's in the outro as well, but please write a review and share with anybody who you think might be interested. Have a lovely week. Next week, we have a different episode, the new episodes of Biz Chat with Kate and Ange. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe Give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.